the problem becomes when we crown our preferences as if they are our king. When we crown our style preferences as if they're king. And, and, as, and as an author put so well, we end up worshiping our worship, whether, no matter what category you're in. You're listening to the Biblicist Podcast, designed to equip, challenge, and encourage believers to look at life through the lens of Scripture. If you have any questions about today's episode or have a topic you would like to hear on this podcast, please email us at thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I wish I had time to read the rest of the chapter. And, and please take the time to, to go to 1 Corinthians, go to chapter 1, and, and begin to read what Paul, how Paul talks about unity in the church. Let's look at chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. For I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should stand not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers? By whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave 
to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God giveth the increase. Again at verse 11, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And then let's look at Colossians 1.18. He, meaning Jesus, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. The Bible talks often throughout the New Testament, talking to the church about unity in the church. And that unity is always grounded in a foundation, which is Jesus. Jesus is what unifies us. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is why we have life. Jesus is our foundation. And he must have the preeminence. Now, preeminence isn't Jesus being number one in our lives. Imagine, if you will, telling your wife, you know, honey, I love you. You're number one in my life. And so-and-so, she's number two. Wait, what? That's not a healthy marriage. There's going to be problems. And Jesus is, is not just number to be this number one in our life of, well, here's Jesus, and then here's number two, three, four of things in my life. No, Jesus is preeminent. That means that he is above all things. The Bible says that he's the firstborn of all creation. He is lifted up. He is above all things. He's not the first on a list. He is above the list. The list of things that are important to us or valuable to us the only reason that exists is because Jesus exists. <laughs> a church can be on your list of important things, but the only reason there is church is because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Otherwise, there is no church on your priority list or things that are important. Jesus must be preeminent above our list, outside of our list, beyond our list. What a conversation that's been happening over and over again, and it's not nothing new. Of course, we see it right here in scripture of people bragging about, well, you know, I kind of like this guy's style, or I like the way this person leads church, or I like the way that this guy's ministry is run, and I like the way this is. But Paul starts out this letter by saying, hey, we're serving the same God. We are serving the same Savior. We're holding to the same gospel, and you're over here bragging about making a big deal about, well, this is my pastor and this is the way my church does things instead of Jesus. I, I'm, I'm blown away at this. I could give examples, but if I gave examples, I'd probably get all these emails and text messages and comments about, well, Caleb, don't you know, da, 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 about your preferences. 
There's nothing wrong with preferences in church. There's things that I prefer to be in church. There's certain music that I prefer in church. There's certain ways I like things to be done organizationally for church. There is. But the problem becomes when we crown our preferences as if they are our king. When we crown our style preferences as if they're king. And, and, as, and as an author put so well, we end up worshiping our worship. Whether, no matter what category you're in, I am disheartened and sickened when I see pastors attack other pastors and Christians attack other Christians. And, and they're not having discussions about doctrine. It's not complaints and, and questions about, well, they don't believe in the virgin birth or the blood atonement, or, or they don't believe in the, in the resurrection. Uh, they, don't, they don't believe in whatever, whatever key doctrine you want. No, that's not what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is complaints about who's dressing up nicer or who's dressing down, who has a drum set, who doesn't have a drum set, who sings only hymns, who sings new songs, Songs and saying, oh, this, the, 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 the. When you walk away from a church service or from a church gathering of believers, we should be walking away thinking about Jesus. We should walk away thinking about how much more we need him, how much more we should declare him unto the nations. But if we're walking around saying, well, I'm glad my church does it this way, then we're got the whole thing's messed up. It's all wrong. I love my pastor. I love my church. But if I walk away from every gathering at my church thinking, you know what? My pastor is da-da-da-da-da. And my, I like the way we do things this way. And I'm so glad we do. If all I can ever think about is how glad we did things preferentially or stylistically. And I don't walk away thinking about Jesus. I don't walk away wanting to lift him up more. I don't walk away wanting to grow. I don't walk away striving to seek unity in the church body. And there's pastors all over the country and all over the world and churches all over the world that lifted up Christ over this past weekend and proclaimed the gospel and baptized people and are making disciples that we need to get behind and be excited for and pray for and yet we argue and bicker over human things over carnal things instead of striving to proclaim Christ, striving to have unity in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We want to strive instead for, does our pastor wear a tie? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Or the other way around? <laughs> that church, that pastor dresses up on Sunday. Are you are you kidding me too? There's people on their way to hell that need to know that Jesus saves, not that I wear a tie. I use this type of music. Woo! No, the world needs to know that Jesus saves, that Jesus saved me, and that Jesus died, that you might be redeemed and forgiven and given a home in heaven and purpose in life. It's not about us. It's not about my preferences. You say, well, my preferences are right, though. 
Are your preferences in the Bible? That's my question. Because if it's in the Bible, it's no longer a preference. It's a doctrine. And we need to unify on those things. But if you're just declaring your preferences right because you prefer it that way, maybe it's a good preference. Maybe it's a good thing. And that's, that's fine. But if that's more important than Jesus and doctrine, God help us. God forgive us. Forgive us if when we gather on Sundays, we just are declaring our own greatness and our own preferences. God forgive us if in our homes to our children, we're just bragging about ourselves and how we're doing things right and, and not lifting him up. God forgive us for tearing down other pastors and Christian leaders who are making a difference just because we don't like how they're doing it. I'm not talking about right and wrong. I'm not talking about black and white doctrine scripture. We just don't like the way they're doing it. Shame on us. And shame on me, because I've been there. Shame on me for making a big deal out of someone's preferences or how they do it. Let me tell you something right now. I love what God is doing around our country and around the world. I love gathering with believers that are unified in the gospel and unified in the core doctrines and orthodox Christian doctrines that we hold to. I love worshiping them. They don't have to do it like I do. And you don't have to do it like them. Because our unity is in what we believe, not in our preferences. There's been some people that have been able to put this way better than I can. It's just there's so much work to do. There's too many people that need to know that Jesus saves. Instead of, my way is better. May we lift him up. May the church and Christianity be all about him and not all about us and our wants and our preferences and our likes and our dislikes. Let's get our heads right. Let's get our hearts right and live for him and live for him. May we say, I'm of Jesus the author and finisher of my faith. Thanks for listening to the Biblicist Podcast. I hope it has been a blessing to you. Once again, if you have a question about today's episode or have a topic you would like to hear discussed, please email us at thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, remember, read the Bible, live the Bible. Have a blessed day.